This show is intended for mature audiences. Topics of adult content, triggers, and explicit language may be discussed with or without warning. All thoughts and opinions belong to our hosts and do not reflect the original creator's own intentions. Spoilers for the book will be discussed, and while most discussion will revolve around the picked book, we do not guarantee there will be no spoiler warnings for other books or series. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Biblio Madness, a podcast for book lovers where we talk about our current and favorite reads. I'm your host, Lakin. And I'm your host, Rachel. And today we're discussing kind of spooky reads. We're finally opening up in October. So happy October, everybody. It is officially the third. We are recording this pre the third, but it is the third for you guys currently. So welcome to October. Let's begin our spooky read. So we thought instead of opening up with a spooky read, because some of you might have not gotten your spooky read yet, we have decided to open with what we're going to be reading for the month. So if you Mm want to read with us, kind of a spoiler for what we're going on. We're not going to tell you the order they're releasing, but we'll tell you what we're reading for the month. And then if you have any suggestions, we're going to leave an open, open day for a suggestion if you have one for a good spooky book. Because I currently have three, we need four. So we yeah. need one opening <laughs> for a spooky read. Um, today we're going to discuss what makes a book spooky, what books that we've decided on to give a well worldly, and then I'm going to talk to Lakin a little bit about spooky things and scary, like our mo- fears that we have, yeah. maybe, just to get that vibe and get ready for the spooky month. So hope everybody's excited for this journey that we're about to embark on. I'm really excited. <laughs> this is like uh, dipping my toes into new territory, new waters. Yes, I just showed her <laughs> one of the covers of the books that we're going to read, and she was like, ooh, that's spooky. That's scary. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, it is. And maybe if editing Rachel can get in really good time and put up the covers of the books we're reading, you'll see them on YouTube if you're watching there. But welcome, everybody, from YouTube. And any podcast platform you're on, if you're on Apple, Google, or just Spotify, welcome everybody. We're very glad to have you. Now, let's dive All in. that out of the way. <laughs> All right. So, would you want me to tell you what books, books I've chosen first? Because she doesn't know all of them yet. Yeah, I only know the first one that we're doing. Or do you want to do... She she even got the first one we were doing wrong at first. Which I, I did. didn't realize that she thought we were reading a different book. Which... Just a little... Uh, we might do the, a little mini review on at the end of one of the other podcasts, yeah. but we didn't talk about it. It's It was already posted on Instagram. It was The Masters of Death. It is a very October-ish read. Yeah, you got vampires. Well, ghosts. not really vampires, well, yeah, but yes, You vampires. said it was a, a scarier version of Yes, it's a, it's a South Asian version of vampires, so it's a little bit different, but it is a haunted house trying to be sold by what is like a vampire and the grandson of death is involved. So it's a very all-encompassing, paranormal, vibey, October-ish read, but I Uh wanted to go in the route of thriller, mystery, slasher, and, like, paranormal, scary. Yeah. And that was more fantasy than what I was looking for for this month because I want to dip, like, into toes. Into a new, like I said, new waters here. New waters, yeah. I've only read a few thrillers, I think, like, ever. Um, Okay. um, The one we... I've read Verity, obviously, and then the only one left was the most recent. And then there was one I think I've read a few that I've read before. I just they okay. don't stick out enough to me to like remember their names. That's fair. <laughs> so this is very new. 
I read, if everybody on YouTube can see the top of my bookshelf, I have my Stephen King collection. We have Riley Sago. We have some Lucy Folly, which I don't consider her that spooky of a read, but she is thriller, thriller, mystery vibes. Then we have some Kathy Ricci's, which is also a mystery vibe. Uh, House is technically a thriller. Bleak Creek is a thriller by um, the mythical wolf. What is their name? I wanted to say Ridian for so badly, but I knew that was the <laughs> wrong name. But we got some normal scary slashers. We got the Spider Girls, the Good Girls Guide to Murder. We do have more spooky books, but right now, because my house is decorated for Halloween, all of the other spooky books are outside of this room, like the classics, like Dracula. Yeah. It's a classic scary book. Dracula. Which is one of my favorites growing up. It's... Frankenstein was also very good, but that was just more of like a homey. I could go into like a full-on, like, anthology about Frankenstein. <laughs> I have lots of opinions on fair, Frankenstein. Fair. <laughs> All right, so I, in the decisions for the books that we have chosen for this month, the first book, well, but these aren't in any particular order, the first book that I chose, and I think you were part of this because you mentioned it, but I was already thinking about it, was a new Stephen King book that came out, oh, Holly. Holly? Holly by Stephen King. Very yeah. excited about the book. I have, this is big confession. I've never read any Stephen King at all. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I've never read well, it. I've read, I've watched something, I think. I can't remember what it was, but I it think was one of the lesser known ones. My favorite, I don't even know if it's a favorite, like, for books that he's written that are, like, I have a lot of Stephen King books. They're not all scary. There's yeah. a lot of mystery in there. I have had someone recommend The Institute, I think. Yeah. Um, but I've actually never read any of it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, Holly is actually a reoccurring character in Stephen King's books. It's based off of her um, going into a new version. So, I'm going to read the summary really quick. If you don't know what Holly is about, Holly is a gripping crime novel, but it's one that's very close to the horror aesthetic King is known for. The things Ronnie and Emily Harris do in their basement and some of the things they do with the aftermath of those actions in their daily lives are hideous and shocking in ways that will satisfy horror fans. So we're going into more of Holly Harris, not not Holly, that's Rodney and Emily. We're going to Holly's version, because she's like a detective solving crime oh, stuff. Oh, cool. I love true crime stuff. So it's going to be more on those lines, we definitely have where she is, Holly is her own and up against a pair of unimaginably depraved and brilliant disguised adversaries. So I'm very excited for the detective vibe of I'm that book. I'm excited too. I feel like Sherlocky vibes. I love Sherlock. And I will say this uh, with I'm look, I had this pulled up on my iPad, so I just looked at the ratings. The ratings are good. Yeah, they're not bad, but they're not great. Okay. So I'm curious to see if it's one of those books where it's like you either love it or you hate it. Right. You take it or you leave it. Like uh, the life, Adeline, or is it the, the uh, Invisible the, Life? Yes. Addie LaRue. Yes, that one where yeah. every people are like, I hate it, I love it. I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited to read that book. I feel like it's more, I feel like I would be one of the crowds that does enjoy it, because I can go for a slower paced read. That's fair. That's... It's a lot more, I think, um, psychological than it is, like, fast paced. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. It'll be interesting to see, I think, my review of this book, because I've never read any Stephen King. I wonder if some of the reasons that it's not great is because people that have read a lot of him. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's just a bit different. Uh, I Sounds think like Billy Summers is a, a, one of his more famous books, and a lot of people knew 
new Stephen King readers loved that book, mm-hmm. but some of the old were just like, this is for new readers. These are for newcomers for the Stephen King book. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I'm not sure because I'm not. I haven't read the reviews. I don't want anything spoiled for me, so I'm not gonna read the reviews. But yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited to see yeah. what Stephen King is. But now, the second book on our list. The third book is the one I chose. Well, I I chose two of these books on my own that you didn't know about. So the House in the Pines. It is written by you. Actually, had it with you, Anna Rees. Anna, yeah, Anna Rees. I wanted to say Rees. It's R E Y E S. So um. The description of this one is armed with only hazy memories. A woman who long ago witnessed her friend's sudden and mysterious death has sent, spent her life trying to forget. Sets out to track down answers. What she uncovers deep in the woods is hardly to be believed. Now, I'm sorry for stuttering through that. My dyslexia just decided to come out. But um, this book was actually um, reviewed by Riley Sega, which made me yeah. want to read it really badly you showed me that about the cover or she she just sent a picture of the cover to me i think originally and that was the first thing i noticed so i was like oh riley sager said this is a good book yes so we love riley we read the only one left i love that book it was a great book for a nice thriller mystery now that one we have a detective book first yeah now we have a straight basic horror going into the woods going to a cabin excited for this book i just read it um because i actually have the physical copy on me I just read the, like, what you just read out loud yeah. in a little bit of the synopsis, and I'm super excited for it. Yes. So, we have the vibes of a classic horror, and I'm very excited for a good classic horror. There is a movie called The House on Pine Street, and now that is different than The House in Pine Street, but The House on Pine Street was based off of an actual story. This one, I don't think, is based off an actual story. I keep looking at where I put it on the shelf, I but I know it's it not there anymore. Um. I'm very excited to see where this goes. I don't know that much about the writer because she's either. new. I think there's some more reviews in the back. You have Riley Sega and then Andrew Bratt. Yeah, Susan Riley Yang. Sager said powerfully eerie and atmospheric. And then he goes back into more. It's a compelling mix of psychological thriller and dark fairy tale. I'm very excited for that. So, oh, I, the next line is, I think, even more exciting for me. What it is says, that? by focusing not on the who done it, but the how and why. I'm very excited And for it this says, book. explores the many ways our memories can fail us and how they can set us free. Oh, I'm really excited for this book. Right? I need, I'm probably going to read this book in probably two days like I did with the other one we did for the podcast, just because Yeah, I wish. if I sit down and immerse myself completely in it, it gives a whole new vibe. And I don't have kids or any kind of obligations like that where I can read. And I'll be on a train soon for like hours on end. So you best believe I'm going to be reading that on the train. This, go to Target and pick it up. This is a. This sounds really, really good. Like a lot of a lot of the reviews have said that it's chilling, like chilling to the bone, um, complex characters, uh, engrossing greeting experience. So all of the reviews on this back of this book are like really high. Um, it's part of the. Reese Reese Witherspoon is it Reese Witherspoon's book club? That's yes. what it is, right? Yeah, it's part of the Reese's book club. And that's probably why it sold out. Yeah. I should have picked up a copy when I was there. Yeah. The problems um, I have currently. This sounds that sounds really good. Okay. I might go home and start it. <laughs> See, you have it. You can go home and start. I have to drive to Target. Maybe Target closes at nine. Yeah. I don't think I'll make it in time. Or it, it might close at ten. It's a Sunday. No, it's a Sunday. It's gonna close at nine. Never mind. Yeah. JK. Thanks, All Saturdays. right. Third book on the list. 
The Haunting by Natasha Preston. Summary of the book. Penny's trying to forget about her ex, Nash. His father was arrested for the brutal murder of four teenagers on Devil's Night last year. Penny's parents have forbidden her to have anything to do with Nash or his family. It's hard not to think of what happened as spooky season gets underway, but she's trying. So this book is more of the slasher. Okay. So I'm very excited to see the slasher end of this. I like slashers. It's like the only kind of horror movie that I can watch. That's good. So So this one's more of like going to be, I feel like, Scream and Hacksaw, like all the Mm -hmm. very just slashery books vibes. This is just came out on September 26th. So it released like a week ago. Not even. Brand new. Brand new book. We've got two. Is this a new book too? Yeah. We've got three new books then. Yep. We're doing all new books this this season. Oh, sweet. Staying up to date, now. The guys. fourth <laughs> book we're not going to tell you because we don't have it chosen out yet. A and we want you guys to pick it. If you don't pick it, then I'm going to have to come up with a book on my own. And I already have a few <laughs> ideas. If I but that must. spot's staying open until I have to pick a new one. Yeah. So need need some. So right now content. we've got a slasher, a horror, and then a detective. Yep. Thriller. Yep. Okay. Detective thriller. The one that we're missing is more paranormal. Okay. Um, but I have I have back yeah ideas back if we need to to pull up a paranormal vibe. But I wanted to go with the classic Halloween vibes. I'm very excited for this spooky season. This is I am so, excited. Like I don't know why I haven't gotten into these books sooner because I enjoy all of this that we've talked about. Um, I don't enjoy paranormal scary movies that's the only thing i don't enjoy because for some reason it really bothers me gets you on edge yeah i don't know why for some reason thinking about serial killers is easier than thinking about ghosts (laughs) see i i get it and i because one thing you can control one thing you can't control and one thing's seen and one thing unseen very up in the air yeah one thing you know is real one thing you're speculating so you have that thought of not only is it scary like oh this guy's gonna murder me great there's only one outcome to this. I know that. Yeah, or if you tell someone you're being chased by a serial killer, they'll be like, okay, that's believable. Yeah. If you say you're being haunted by a ghost, people are like, you're crazy. Yeah, you're going to get the crazy <laughs> part, and they're going to they're be like, you need to go to a mental hospital, and then you're going to get killed by the ghost in the mental hospital, and everybody's going to be like, they killed themselves because no one else was in the room, and you're like, no, it was a freaking ghost. <laughs> See, these are these are the problems you have with ghosts and yeah. paranormals. No one believes you, so there's no help. That's with what a serial killer, is. there's help. It's just, oh. ooh, can't, it's, it's I can't do it. <laughs> All right. So now that we have our three books, which do you think you're going to like the most? Out of the ones that we have talked about, I think I'm probably going to enjoy either The House in the Pines the most or maybe Holly. The only way I think Holly would outweigh The House in the Pines is just because it's true crime and detective, yeah. which I really enjoy. I was at one point going to college for that. Okay. So, um, I might enjoy that one more, but the reviews of this book have me more excited. That's like, fair. The psychological factor of it is, like, what instantly draws me into a book. I like that. I also am very excited for House and Pines. I think Holly I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be other Stephen King's books for me, yeah. so I have that backlog to, like, compare with. That's, that's what I said. It'll be interesting to see my reaction to it versus yours Yeah, you've had a lot of experience with them. Yeah. And I've had absolutely none. <laughs> So, I think The Haunting, I am actually excited for a lot. Yeah. 
but I think it's going to be a classic Halloween book. So yeah. I feel like I have I have a prediction. I'm going to be able to predict a lot of what's going to happen. That, I think that's the thing with it is I feel like all slashers kind of have the same plot yeah. line, kind of feel and outcome. So. Yeah. The House on Pines, the house, the house in the Pines. I have a more. I think that's the one I'm also going to like the most, yeah. just because I have a feeling that because Riley liked it. Yeah. And Riley does twists like no other. That yeah. If this book surprised him, I'm gonna be shocked. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this book. <laughs> right? I picked. I picked well. You picked did. Well this time. So now we're gonna go into the vibes of what makes a spooky book spooky to you. Okay. So what, like fears? What are things that you would think like, oh crap, that's terrifying. Um, I think the thing that is the scariest to me, and and this is true in, like, movies, TV shows, books, and even just in life, but, um, when I can see the reasoning and the decline of a character to the point of, like, which this isn't, like, super paranormal horror or anything, but when you can see the psychological perspective of a, like, a character yeah. that's, like, a, you know, evil or, you know, bad, when you get in the head of the villain, almost. Yeah, when you can get in the head of the villain, almost. And when the thing, like, when you see kind of humanity reflected in these characters, and you're, like, realize that it's not that far off from what could be reality. See, that's that what messes me up. I was like, that's what messes with me, that's what, too. I think that's the point in verity that made me so uncomfortable. Because it is all, like, stuff like that happens. And that's not even traditionally, technically, a scary book. It's, it's supposed not. to be a love story. It's a it's a romance novel, but it's yeah. thriller. With a little bit of mystery, I feel like it's kind of thrilling. It's very strange. It's one of Colleen Hoover's books. We all know Colleen Hoover writes just romance. So when she wrote this book, it threw the fan base off yeah. because they all went in going to Verity thinking, "Oh, it's gonna be a I think a chill yeah, romance." I think the thing that freaked me out the most about that book was not the fact that like it was kind of hinting at her being like a ghost haunting them at yeah. first. It was the like. It was the humanity in it. Like, I agree. The fact that it was, like, so close to reality. It's very Shutter Island. Shutter Island is like, one of my favorite movies. Like, I love I that love movie. It. That goes into another point, um, and I think that is one we had discussed a little bit before, is when an ending is left unfinished or uncertain, which Verity did as well. I hate, I love and hate that so much. Same. It's so hard. So, leaving a book at the ending where you don't know who's wrong and who like who's good and who's evil is such a like shot at like the world yeah because in real life you it's you know you things like know. this are uncertain you only have one side of the story most of the time. especially with government because governments will push like a certain perspective to its yeah. population to get them to fight or agree with their yeah agenda yeah the and the and it just leaves you it leaves at least me, it leaves me uneasy. Yeah. Because I like to know, like, I like to read or I like to watch and have the story come to, like, completion and be like, okay, this is what happened. Like, and the only settled. one left did that really well. And we, like, find out the story. And I was like, okay, I know the truth now. I can relax. Verity did not do that for me. No. There are times I still think about it and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It no. changes based on, like, the day or what I'm thinking. I still feel like at that end of that book that she's not in a good situation. I know. I talked to someone recently about it who said that she felt like that um, there needs to be a sequel to yeah. it. Um, talking more about like uh, 
Oh, what's her? Lawrence. I want the Lewis. guy's point of view. Yeah. So if you haven't read Verity, if you don't want to read Verity and you want to know what we're talking about, we do have a podcast out about this book already. So you can go back and read it to get into the spirit of Halloween. It is a, it is a thrillerish vibe. Yeah. But romance still though. Yeah. Still romance in there. There's a lot of spicy scenes. Yeah. I realized how many spicy scenes they had and they didn't have a lot of connections in that book. They no. were, it was all, all about that body. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to be repeating a lot of these books because, like I said, I don't have much experience no. between them. Um, so those are the ones I come to mind. Can you help? Wait, this is off topic, but, like, can you help my OCD? And can you fix Crave and Crush? I don't know why Crush is on top of Crave. <laughs> and I just know, I keep seeing it out of the corner of my eye, and it's making me go ballistic. Understandable. I know that's really dumb, but. <laughs> okay. It's a weird thing to notice. Caleb, I think, I think, if Caleb, you did this, I'm calling you out. Somebody put The Hobbit upside down. Where? And I had to fix it. When I went to put Fourth Wing, The Hobbit was upside oh. down. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? So I had to fix that. Then I looked over my whole shelf to make sure everything else was fine. This also bothers me about my OCD. For those on YouTube can oh, see. Oh, there's no three. My Harry Potter book, it's not just that there's no three. It's the fact that it goes purple, red, brown, blue. But my... My coffee cup above goes blue, <laughs> purple, red, brown. I wouldn't have even noticed that if you didn't point it out. These are the things I noticed, and this has driven me crazy forever, but I can't put the numbers out of order, but I can't change the You can't the cup. change the cup to start <laughs> this, is a, this is an OCD's uh, person's nightmare. Please, whoever made this cup, fix the issue. Follow, yeah. follow the books in order. It needs to be purple, red, whatever the color three is, and then brown. Yeah, that's the only one that's right, is that one. Yeah, but that's just because, it's not even right, because this is book four, and that's supposed to be book three. Oh, that's three. the red. Okay. You see I what see I'm it. saying? Yeah, okay. Weird OCD things that happen in my life. My bookshelves are very meticulous. Not, what is the word? Meticulous? Yes. They put away. Caleb was like, I need to put this book back. And I was like, you better put it back in the right spot. <laughs> He's like, I'm like, do you know where to put it? He goes, is it alphabetical order by genre? And I said, yes. Do you know so, which yeah. genre it is? So, I... I have a system with my own books as well, and my friend did that too. One day, he was like, I'm going to put your books away because I had them out for a while, and I was like, don't touch them. <laughs> you don't, don't do know it. where they go. Unless you know where they go. <laughs> All right, so yes, back to what we were talking about from my tangent of my OCD. Um, haunted spooky books. So yes, I agree with the humanity aspect, bringing in the reality yeah. of a spooky book that could be true into day-to-day life. So, I'm on the other level of you. Like, you really? say things that don't scare you are, like, things that are, like, serial killers or logistically what we consider real. Right. Serial killers don't scare me too much. Right. But, like... I was a true crime girly. <laughs> I, I also love true crime. But the fact that it's somebody's done it is what makes me go crazy. Yeah. If I... Even you think about it and you really, like, you really think about yeah. these things... Because it's easy to ingest, like, this kind of media and to be like, oh, it's a story. But when you really sit back and you think that these atrocities have occurred, and someone, like, this is, like, real people's lives. Yeah. That, when I think about, like, the fact that it's real people, then it bothers me. Yeah, especially a true crime. I'm like, this happened to somebody. This is their last moment. That was their last moment on this earth. Yeah. And that's what terrifies me, is that, that humanity coming out. Yeah. Now, to the fun part in the less 
awe-uring, like, human scary part, what is, like, a dumb fear that you have that would be considered in, like, a slasher murder fear? Like, if you were being tortured, like, was the fear factor and they dump you in a bat of bugs? Yours is clowns? I'm so scared of clowns. It's not even funny. I'm sorry for laughing. You're laughing. You're looking at me like I'm a clown. Kind of nervous laughter there. You're um, like, I don't like clowns. Yeah. Clowns are a dumb fear I have. Um, it's very bad, though. Like, I, I, like, I go into, like, paralyzed mode. I freeze very badly. I and I know exactly where this fear comes from, too. Because my dad. From clowns? Yeah, he scared me one time when I was really little, little with one of those, like, freaky clown Halloween masks. Oh, yeah. no. And then that thing sat under our porch for, like, years afterwards. And I would just see it sitting there. <laughs> Absolutely not. I would think that that thing was going to move on its own at any given moment. Yeah. And I would be terrified, especially with the clown killers that happened in I real was life. literally about to say. The clown killers? That the was a thing in the killer world that clowns we in 2016 was literally, like, my worst nightmare come true. Because everyone's like, oh, that's such a dumb fear to have. And but it, it was happening! Is. And then there were literally clowns chasing people with knives throughout the street. And I was like. I told you all. I told you. <laughs> Gave you fair warning. They were coming. <laughs> Sam Winchester was on me with this one. He's not scared of those monsters. Hold on. We got feedback. What does that mean? Hello. Testing? Okay. I don't know what that was, but we fixed it. It's fine. Might be because this is hitting metal. Um... Okay, so yes, clowns. Clowns are terrifying. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't have a huge fear. I had somebody who was so scared of clowns one time that they couldn't go to a rodeo because rodeos had clowns. You can't go to a rodeo. Got it. Not taking Lincoln to a rodeo. A okay. Yeah, even the fun, happy clowns. I can't go around. Okay. We, so so fairs are out of question. Yeah, the last time Carnivals. I was around a clown, we were at Evermore, which is like a fantasy park in yeah. Utah. And there were people dressed up as clowns there. And, like, I had, like, a complete, like, freeze moment. And the clowns were like, what's wrong? What's going on with you? Because, you know, they're, like, jester-type clowns. Yeah. And I managed to stutter out that I was afraid of clowns. And they're like, what are you so afraid of? But I was like, everything. Everything about this. <laughs> everything about you. Well, it's, their mask, like, their mask. You can't see who they are. Yeah. And it's not even. it's also the, terrifying. It's, I don't know what it is. It's not the masks. Like, other mask things don't bother me. Huh. Michael okay. Myers doesn't bother me. It's something with the painted faces. Is it the so Joker from Batman? Joker doesn't bother me. Okay. Okay, so that's safe. Yeah. This is an interesting dialect of cl- clowns. I don't know. <laughs> For me, so it terrifies me. Fears, Pennywise? Mm-mm. Like, knives, I'm not scared of. Guns, no. Water, no. Waterboarding, eh. Fire, not a problem. Uh, my fear is really gross. And, okay. Like, I'm sorry for all those that know this. Human centipedes, that kind of that I knew kind this of shit, about you. Yeah. I can't handle. Like, my worst nightmare as a kid was not being chased, not being, like, having bad stuff happen, wasn't yeah. being killed, wasn't falling, wasn't... It was literally going to HEW Hockey Sticks, because we can't cuss on here, and going to, like, a level where you just had to be in somebody's crap all day long. That was my fear as a child. I don't know why, but I have the biggest thing with it, and I just can't. Like, that and eating people are the two things that bother me. Yeah, you told me that the eating people Those are the two things. So, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, 
Caleb, my husband listens to a true crime, and when it comes to people eating people, I I can't. It disgusts me. I think it's a food thing because like I can't imagine. Yeah, you're kind of you're you're a little. uh, I think you're more particular, more safe with food. I think than yeah, I I definitely am. Um, yeah, with the Dahmer thing. Um, reading about it and hearing like podcasts and hearing people talk about it, always enjoyed that. Until the Netflix series came out, I watched the first episode, and I I couldn't do any more of it. It was too much for me. It's I was like, bad. I can't watch this. Yeah, I, I did not watch it because I was... It's not I what I was this. thinking. I didn't think it was, like, like, a drama. I thought it was, like, another documentary. No. It's... And the fact that it was dramatized, I was like, this is... It's full-on showing this you is what you did. <laughs> yeah, no. And I just... I don't know why that's a huge fear for me, but, like, even... In the situation, because I watched somebody, it was a Keel and Peel like joke. Yeah. If you know, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Keel Peel. Yeah. So they did a thing where a clown came in, funny enough, <laughs> and cut off his leg and started eating it. Oh, it's a clown! <laughs> and he was like, "Ha, that's funny. Can I have some too? You haven't fed me in a few days." As he's bleeding out with Boys. his leg cut off while the clown's eating it, and Boys I was just like, clowns. "I can't do this." I don't care about the clown. I just, why? Like, Attack on Titan? Yeah, you Couldn't told me the Attack on Titan bothers you with that. Nope. You also told me, like, when we were reading Crave, talking about the Wendigos eating The Wendigos? Couldn't, yeah. It, I don't know what it is with, like, food cannibalism. consumption. Can <laughs> cannibalism. I can't do it. I'm not a fan. I automatically know, like. And if, did you ever watch Criminal Minds? Criminal Minds? Yes. Yeah. So, did you see the episode where the guy, like, fed people a person? Yes. That episode messed me. I was so scared to eat soup for days. That they is the only soup. time, other than, like, the Dahmer series, where, like, thinking about it, like, made me have a visceral reaction Yeah, because anyone could do that, and you would never know. All those people didn't know, and it was, like... No one would know. Like, this... <laughs> things like that made me not trust going out to eat, ever. <laughs> well, yeah. Ever. We, we're watching... We are watching Kitchen Nightmares off and on every now and then, and we have that thing where, like... This makes me never want to go out to eat anymore. <laughs> you never know what their kitchens look like. Uh, funny enough about Kitchen Nightmares, my dog, um, Cooper, grew up watching Kitchen Nightmares on the TV. Yeah. So that is his show. Like, Max and Co- Cosmo love Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but Cooper loves uh, Kitchen Nightmares. It makes so much sense. And that's all he wants. He'll watch it. He'll go to sleep straight away. Yeah. He loves Nothing the Nothing as soothing as Gordon Ramsay yelling. <laughs> That's Cooper for you. It's a great old time. Uh, yeah, no, so that's, I think those are my two big ones. Like, and I, I feel like my fears aren't based on fear. They're based on grossness. Spiders are another big one for me. Like, I have, yeah, I'm terrified of spiders. I, but, but if I was alone and I had to kill it, I would do it. Oh, yeah, I can do that. But I'm terrified have, of them. If I'm alone, I have to, because yeah. the thought of it escaping and being unseen in my house is worse than me killing it. Same. So, no, I think... I think my fears are based on how gross it is. Like, I, I gross things, like, disgust me in a point where I'm just like, I can't. I know there's no good reason for me to be scared of clowns other than what I said. And spiders, I think, is a logistical... People that say there's no reason to be afraid of spiders, you're wrong. Because there are a lot of venomous spiders out there. Not only a lot of venomous spiders, spiders crawl in your ears. It's not... It doesn't not happen. <laughs> I watched somebody pull a spider out of somebody else's ear, and I was oh, like, oh, I... Oh, that's another thing. I can't stand things with ears and eyes. Anything that, like, 
anything that goes in the ears. Oh. Or things that happen to the eyes, I can't deal with. I thought you were going to say, like, things with ears and eyes. And I was like, so no, any mammal alive. Not things with ears and eyes. I can't stand things happening. With ears and eyes. Yeah. Interesting. If you remember in Tokyo Ghoul, the scene where the centipede comes out of Kaneki's ear. Oh! Uh, <laughs> why did you have to bring up Kaneki? I didn't even remember that. It would have been so I couldn't. I had to turn away. I couldn't watch that part. I saw that and I was like, no, 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 no. "That's so gross." Okay, so a lot of fun, scary vibes. Now, making a book scary out of these things that scare us. Yeah. I think a good spooky book has a mixture of terrifying but reason. Yeah. And it, it needs to have reason behind. If it's unreasonable, if it's so far fetched, then it's not because then it's, it's not like, scary. Oh, this isn't real. Not realistic. And if it's also where the stupid blonde runs out, and I'm blonde, so I get to say this. If a stupid blonde runs out and goes, ah, there's a killer! I'm like, And then she trips me. And then she trips, <laughs> or she, like, hides in a dumb place or runs upstairs instead of out the front door. These things make a bad, scary book. Like, it's like, yeah. are, are you, did you, did you, like, the things where people are, like, not logistically, re- really thinking, like, human human yeah and they're making dumb movie choices yeah I hate i've it. never read a book like that so i can't say about the books but speaking of, like from a movie aspect i always oh, no, end up yelling at the screen there's 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 the books space like, that, that are like that that are similar to that and i would I hate hope, it i would hope that it would be like a comedy like a spin-off like you yeah know, making fun of those tropes but i have a feeling there's there's books that are not trying to make fun of it yeah they no. just do that and they just do it <laughs> and like yeah i get it if there's a dumb character but when your only personality trait is being dumb. That's so <laughs> stupid. It's not worth, like, I would rather the character not exist oh, at that yeah, point. Same. Being uh, dumb is not a personality trait. I also, this is a classic thing that happens in scary books. Splitting up. Oh, yeah. I, the Scooby-Doo effect. This happened in It all of the time. I never understood splitting up and doing, like, why? why? Yeah, every time that happens in anything isn't a good idea. I'm like, if I was ever in a scary situation with Blake and Ryan and Caleb, none of us are leaving. Would say, hey, let's split up. No, we're staying together. Unless there was two motorcycles and we had to ride them side by side. That is the only splitting up that we're doing in this situation. I I agree with that. I have never agreed with the splitting up trope. It never makes any sense. I have, logistically, I'm like, why are you splitting up? Yeah, you cover more ground, but you're then alone, and then the other person's going to die, and then you're going to be worried about the other person because you're not with the other person. Then you're going to go look for the other person, and then you're going to die. This is not, like, it happens all the time in books, and I hate it when it does. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, don't. I oh. guess, I, I guess, hmm. I was going to say, I guess it's, like, easy to make the plot that way. Cause yeah. It's easy to make things happen to the characters. But it'd be nice to see, like, good writing. Yeah. In which they don't have to resort to that plot point. I agree. I think if you have to split the group up, you are out of options. Yeah. If, you're, if your friend group is too powerful that you have to split them up, <laughs> make it. <then> <laughs> Make a scarier antagonist. Yeah, I was like, then your antagonist is not scary at all. Yeah. This is like, what's his name from Marvel? Thanos. Where he oh, just yeah. is like, I have to get rid of half the population. Yeah. That's a good villain. That's what I said. Caleb gets mad at me because I say that. Like, a good villain, whereas one that is within reason. A lot of the times, the best villains, in my opinion, and this happens with a lot of great villains, is the villain that thinks they're doing the right thing and doesn't see evil in what they're doing. 
One of that's my, what makes a true villain. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, the villains are always the heroes of their own story. They never yep. view themselves as the villains. That's the same with, like, Satan's in the Bible storyline. Yeah. He never viewed himself as the bad guy. Well, no, he didn't. Because he, he just wanted to be free. Yeah. Uh, I have so many thoughts. So, oh, like, God. things like that. Hitler, he was a... Hitler definitely didn't think he was the bad guy. He didn't think he had the savior complex, and he didn't think he was doing any wrong and that is the worst kind of villain yeah because you can't think... you can't reason with them because they've already reasoned it out yeah there's no community there's no talking it out like a reasonable like a robber they come in and they don't have that savior complex and they're coming in to rob you you could probably reasonably talk to them mm-hmm. out of a situation if they didn't have the complex of this is like i'm doing the right I'm thing doing, yeah, when, when you're already convinced that what you're doing is right can't have someone else explain to you that it's wrong yeah it's hard to get out of that in the same situation with we actually i saw a movie today with the same concept really of the villains blame someone else for bombing them movie did you go the, see their creator oh i have no idea what that but is. what logistically happened was they bombed themselves and they couldn't take the blame so they blamed other others mm-hmm. and decided to attack and genocide them oh, okay. to fix the issue. And they put that agenda on their population because it was forced media. Yeah. And then that population decided, all right, they're in the wrong. I'm going to attack them. Yeah. And that happens all the time with a lot of wars is the population gets fed something that's not true because the higher-ups are Propaganda using them as props. and forced media are another thing that, like, unsettle me so much and it's not I don't think this is really seen in thrillers or horrors or anything um because that's like scary in real world <laughs> yeah like you know it's sometimes you in have horrors no idea when and it's in like, books being brainwashed yeah that that scares me the thought of you know like not realizing that you're being brainwashed to something yeah, yeah. it's terrifying it's terrifying so on that note we've gone over scary books mm-hmm. we're very excited for this read well we're gonna see what comes out on top of me we're going to go back to this at the last episode of October and see what book's on top at yeah. the end. Now, we do have a fourth that we don't know what is yet, so that could possibly outrank one of these yeah. other books. But We'll see if our predictions on which ones we're, we think will hold. We'll see if the, the predictions top. hold up on the top. So, I don't have anything else. We have I don't a nice have a quick episode. Yeah. All right. So, give us your spooky suggestions. Like, follow, subscribe. On whatever platform you're on, we know our listeners are on multi-different platforms. And for fun of us trying to track that, I do want everybody to comment. Give us a scary book if you have one that you recommend. Maybe one that's new. Maybe one that's old. We have, like, The Haunting of Adeline that's out. It's been out for a long time. You I don't that? think that's a spooky book, though, is it? I've heard that it's dark. It's 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 more true crime dark. Yeah, dark, spicy. It's I've it's heard dark. I've heard things about it. Yeah. <laughs> So we have books like that. Any suggestions that you have, throw them in the comments. We'll love to read uh, for our fourth book. It will be the last book that comes out because we don't know what it is. So it's going to obviously be the last book that comes out on the last Monday, which is the day before Halloween. So the Ooh, 30th. Good, good day for that book to come out, yeah. right? So thank you for listening. We're excited to see you guys at next episode where we discuss our first spooky book of the season, which you'll find out at the Friday sneak book peek on which one is out of the three yeah next friday you guys will find out which one we're doing so farewell get your pumpkin spice lattes 
ready to go for the season. And we'll catch you next Monday. Bye. See ya.